we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hot and Bravo, which is part of the Butter Pop podcast. I'm Eddie Estrada. <laughs> Did you flat out just forget where you were and what you were doing? No, I just wanted to really switch it up that time. So, feigning dementia. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, this is Matthew McFarland, for those of you who don't know. Hello, everyone. Uh, how are you doing, Edward? I'm doing great. Much better than... Uh, the last time we were on the podcast where I was injured. You were still recovering from I your ankle. I was still ankle. recovering from my injury. Um, we spent the last week uh, running around New York uh, with uh, friends from out of town, which was so fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, were very, very, very busy. So we didn't uh, come up with an episode last week. But we thought that was fine considering uh, because of the Super Bowl, we didn't have a Potomac and we didn't have a Family Karma. Yes. But we do this week. So this week is very jam-packed <laughs> because we have... Uh, Potomac and Family Karma. We've got Miami. We've got Vanderpump. We've got Summer House. It's, it's oh and Jersey and Jersey. Oh my gosh, so much to talk about. Um, don't know where to begin. A well, lot, a lot of high stakes. I feel like yes, a lot on of every things, show. On every show. Before we get into that, I want to just talk about a couple of news things really quick. In the oh, a lot has happened in the we've in got the a lot. News. Um, first story: Kim Zolciak Beerman, as you guys know, her house was up for foreclosure and it was supposed to go on sale Monday. Oh my god, I didn't know this. It now is not for sale on Monday anymore. And she had said like, "My house is not being foreclosed. This is all a misunderstanding." But it was optioned up for sale under foreclosure. But now it's not. So I think someone, so, some money, something happened and they okay. got out of the That's situation. That's interesting. Oh, I would have loved, that would have been great had she had she still been on the Atlanta Housewives. It would have been great to watch like an auctioning off of her house. Oh, oh my God. Uh, then in New York City. Yes. We have a little bit of news. Uh, we saw that Luann had her cabaret this weekend, which a woman threw up on Lu- <laughs> Luann yes. in the middle of the show. Dorinda got kicked out, but not that's surprised. not the news. About I'm not surprised about the Dorinda thing, but this news I think is insane. So the rumor is that there is still a legacy in talks, but the reason that negotiations have stalled is because the ladies want Ramona. Yeah. No. So I hear that it's, it's everything's draft. Like the contracts are drafted, like things are ready to go. But they've stalled because the women think that Ramona is an integral part of this new show. Um, I get what they're. I get it. I totally get where they're coming from. She's a. She is a a sure bet. Like you will have something to fight about. You will have drama. Yeah. You will have um some sort of chaos. I don't know if she's worth it though. And I personally think that Luann and Sonia and Dorinda and Jill. I think Kelly will Benson carry on, enough. I think that they're more than enough. I think I think we have Dorinda. Dorinda is just enough Ramona Singer. You know what I mean? She's got enough uh, venom yeah. in, in her arsenal that, like, she'll give us some Ramona moments. Like, we don't... And she got kicked out of Luann's show. Like, that's going to cause drama. Well, but yeah. I do get, like, from a production, like, from a producer standpoint, who doesn't maybe have any emotional stake in the game, I get why. If Ramona got thrown into this group, their ratings would probably go up. Yeah. I hate to say that, but, like, we're all garbage humans who watch this stuff, so... 
I think people would would be like would love to hate watch something yeah. like that. Okay. Um. So I don't know. I don't know. I kind of hope it's not true. I kind of hope they just move on and just get going because it's been like I feel like we've been talking about this for forever and they've been waiting to get started. I mean, I'm just waiting for the New York new New York to come out. And that too. Like, what is the big Andy deal? Says that's coming and it's good. Okay, good. Andy's really and, excited about uh, this. And for those of you who don't know, there is a, a semi new uh, trailer for uh, Ultimate Girls Trip Thailand. It's a little different than the ones we've seen in the past, but it is out. It's new. Um, so things are cooking. Things are happening. Yeah. All right, we got a lot to cover today. So I know. do we jump in? Should we start with uh, Family Karma? Yeah, let's start from Sunday and we'll just go we'll move forward and go through the week. So okay. Family Karma and Potomac, we'll start with. Um, so this is the weekend of the wedding, and yeah, uh, it's starting off with drama because <laughs> in the last episode, Nicholas was really offended by some of the comments that uh, Amrit's family has made over the past couple months in regards to the wedding about like things not being traditional Indian, things not being as they were. Well, it sounds like it started. Finally, we're actually hearing though that it really started from last season when Nick saw the, uh, Amrit's parents' comments about their engagement um, it, uh, when they were sitting in their car last season. So yeah. it sounds like that was the beginning for Nick and it's been a buildup since then, um, which is why we're in this position now. It seems like there's been, there's been angst, there's been anxiety, there's been frustrations that should have been probably vocalized earlier. And when you you know, keep a lid on a boiling pot. It's going to explode. explode. So, um, they have this conversation and though at the end, Nicholas becomes very receptive to what they're saying. We hope from what it looks like during the conversation, I was so upset because Nicholas demands a lot of his voice to be heard in the conversation and his points to get across. But when Amri's parents are speaking, he's rolling his eyes and turning his head and not giving them, you know what I mean? And it's like, as much as, as much as I understand your pain and your point of view and all of this trauma that has built up that you're triggered, that has the, whatever Amri's mom had said about it not being, not feeling like a wedding weekend, which we come to find out was her just being like, I'm so stress-free. This is so much fun. It doesn't feel like a wedding weekend. He took that as like, this isn't a real wedding. Nicholas isn't enough for Amrit, which is what kind of goes down. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, and this is the this last thing I'm going to say and then I want you to respond, but I feel like Nicholas is almost a little bit, because of those comments last year, is projecting what his parents and his experience is with his family on Amrit's parents, even though it's not a hundred percent that like, you know what I mean? Like he's like, my parents don't think I am worthy as a gay person and I'm not worthy enough to marry Amrit and I'm not worthy enough to have a big wedding and I'm not worthy enough to be the a human being. Whereas Amrit's family are like, we were confused. This is different for us, but we're willing to make the changes and grow because we love our son. And if our son loves you, we love you just as much. And they explained that to him, but he wasn't getting that. I don't know. I, I think it just bugged me that Nicholas demands so much and requests so much of other people, but then doesn't give the same respect to other people in like the, in the, in the, the moment of it. Okay. And that's where I'm going to, and that's my point. Okay. Um, you know, I think it was a beautiful conversation all around. Um, I just think it's a very layered, very nuanced, very difficult situation. You have, 
people coming from completely different backgrounds, completely different upbringings, completely different pasts. Um, I think everyone's feelings are valid. I think I completely get where everyone's coming from. Um, I actually thought it was just a really good conversation. It was a difficult one to have. It was a difficult one to watch, but, um, because it wasn't had earlier on, um, it was going to be messy. So, but with that said, I thought it was a really, I thought it was really well done by everybody. Again, considering where everyone's coming from and, and what everyone's stakes are in this particular situation, I thought everyone came to the table, tried to be honest, um, you know, try to be open, try to be receptive. Maybe not, um, um, maybe wasn't easy at times because difficult conversations are like that. But it felt like the parents really heard Nick and it felt like Nick really heard them. And I just think at the end of the day, um, I'm just paying a little more attention to the person who has the least in the situation. And in my opinion, Nick has the least okay. and has had the least. Okay. And, um, I think also that a bigger problem is that Omri, I don't think really ever checked in with Nick enough to see if this is all what he wanted. I don't believe that because it sounds like Omri told, doesn't sound like Omri was very communicative to Nick and then went and told the parents, Nick loves all this. This is all great. This is all fabulous. And then Nick and the parents are assuming that Omri is communicating what's really going on to each, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I actually felt Omrit this entire situation was the one that needs, he has the most to learn. He has the most work to do. Um, I think that he wanted it his way and thought it was going to go that way. And I think he didn't take his parents or Nick's considerations um, as seriously as he should have. Totally. Um, But again, I go to the person who has the least amount and has, and when I just imagine what Nick has had to live through, um, him getting upset now as the wedding is approaching when weddings are high stress and whatever. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's insane. I don't think it's yeah. out of nowhere. I don't think it's no, like, I don't think it's out of, nowhere. I don't think it's, you know, I, I just, I think that, I don't know. I, it's, I've been in that situation. I feel like before where like, I'm trying to establish the gravity of something to somebody, but because of their privilege, because of, how lucky they've been in their own lives. They just don't get it. Yeah. Um, and I think Nick gets it now that there's just a level of, uh, there's a lack of perspective understanding that they're gonna, that the parents are going to have to no fault of their own. They've been very, 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 very lucky. Yeah. With their son, with their life. Um, and it, you know, I, 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 I feel like I understand that like progress is a slow moving thing that people always say that, but I also understand that sometimes you're like, no, fuck that. I'm tired of waiting for people to catch up to me. I'm tired of making concessions. I'm t- I totally get that. And Omri doesn't have to do as much work as Chris does in that regard. He gets to keep so much of himself, so much of his identity, so much, you know, he doesn't have to give anything away. Yeah. So I don't know. Overall, great conversation that they had. I honestly think that they're going to be fine. Um, and I'm glad that they got it out before the the, the big day. Um, do you think they should be getting married? Um, I, this was the first episode where I actually wasn't sure. I, I because yeah. I, yeah, I wasn't sure, but I think that we have to, I don't think we see it the same way in terms of why, why, 
Because I think you think that Chris is the problem, and I think Omri's the problem. His name's Nick. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Um, I think Omri is the bigger problem. Okay, in that relationship, uh, personally, I um, or has he has the most to learn and the most to change. Uh, so I, I also think that because I think the entire relationship has, based on what I've watched and what I've been seeing, I think Nick has given up a lot. And I think he's made a ton of concessions. And I think he's given Omri a ton. And what we're seeing is finally Nick pushing back going, I, it can't all be for you. And Omri either needs to adjust or they're not going to do well. Because yeah. I'm thinking of the last couple seasons and it really has been Omri driving the ship. Yeah, but it, it almost feels like a partner like should be able, but a no, but a partner should be able to. Why? But he's saying he doesn't want that anymore. And relationships, when your partner so asks, maybe they should when your partner asks for something and says I yeah. whatever, and you're like no, whoa, we got to pause. Well, no, obviously, but like what I'm saying is like maybe they should put a pause now on the relationship because obviously there's things that they haven't even realized about each other or talked about I don't think through. I don't know I don't know if it's that I think it's just an issue that they need to work with work through and I, but do I think it can be done I think it as could being married moving forward yes okay because again weddings it's tricky like it is when things arise at weddings you have to kind of go well is this just a a flash in the pan or is this a symptom of a much bigger problem? Yeah. I don't know if it's a symptom of a much bigger problem. I really don't. I'm really, I go back and forth. Yeah. I, my only thing is I just see so much sadness in Nick that I think if Nick and I understand, I think Emery definitely needs to get some help and understand that like, he's not the center of the universe and he needs to like, I don't see, yeah. I don't think he's made any, con- his parents, his parents, parents have made, have made so many 100%. concessions, have done so much growth in the past year. I will never take that away from them. And I think his parents are lovely. Me watching this episode, it just came clear to me that Omri seems to be the problem out of the three sets of people. No, Omri, Omri's sitting pretty. I and agree with that. When I th- I'm sitting here thinking about it, he has not made any con- – I'm trying to think of what concessions he's made. I'm really having a hard time thinking about, like, what I really don't know. Yeah. Because well, guess what? The wedding is still going forward. They're still doing everything that, you know, they're still doing it all. Yeah. I'm just saying. So I think Omri, I would hope Omri looks back at this and goes, oh, wow, I really did not, See, but, yeah. I didn't move on really anything. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that then the other flip of that is like, I do think the concession that Omri made, which could be on him that he needs to maybe think about was like saying, Nicholas, you don't need to work anymore. I'm just going to put every. I'm going to do everything. Because remember, Nicholas is now just staying at home. And I could see Amrit being like, I'm going to just take on everything so that you can build this family. With oh, that's life. both of their problems. So yeah. that's not Chris. That's not Nick's yeah. problem. Yeah. Uh, uh-uh. no, no, I'm not saying it's a problem, but I'm saying like, that's a concession in a sense. Yeah. So like, I think, I think the both of them just really need to be like, I think, I think we need, hopefully we'll see it next episode, but like, I, I've just seen more cracks in the foundation than I had. I thought they were the perfect couple. I thought they were ready for this. I thought this was going to be amazing. It was going to be such a bridging of like two different like communities, two different people. I, and then honestly, now I'm though, seeing... I know I, I, I always thought it was going to be a tough ride really because of their identities, because of where they come from, because of their families. Yeah. It was always going to be tension fueled always. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I just think it was always going to be tough because like, and this is not, and I, I think that Nick, and I don't think this is fair for the. I don't think this is fair to to Omri's parents. Let me preface. Yeah, yeah. Let me preface this. But I totally. And I don't know if Nick would even admit this, but like I don't think 
I think Nick, maybe the closer he gets to the wedding, the more he realizes like, oh, there's nothing that anyone can do that's going to make this okay yeah. fully. I'm not going to get exactly what I wanted ever. Yeah. Even if Amrit and his parents did everything that they could, the people that I need to show up for me aren't going to show up. Yeah. So my wedding is always going to be bittersweet. It always, you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. the closer they get to that day, the more that bittersweet pill for him to swallow that he has to swallow that he can't change. I think that is so a it's big hard. part of it yeah. too. Um, so yeah, I, but Hey, I love when Bravo t- cuts the background music yeah. and lets a conversation roll out. Doesn't edit it. Just lets it happen. And no. I, and, and something like this needs to happen in that way. So yeah, I thought it was great. Other than that, I mean, Gens, once they get past that issue, the the wedding festivities are actually really sweet and really lovely. I loved the dance that Monica that put together nice. with the aunties and the uncles and the like that. Getting to all this good stuff is why yeah. we're here. You know, I'm hoping it continues to be good. I'm hoping there's not another meltdown. Um, but speaking of marriages, Rishi and Monica. That one, you can tell this whole episode he's not in it anymore. From the moment, um. Uh, what's her name? Anisha was like, oh, I told my boyfriend that he has to get a ring. He's engaging the next three weeks. Oh, Rishi, you don't want to be over here. We're talking about engagement rings. And he kind of like turns and kind of just gives like that look or they have, ooh, no double beds. And then they're like, oh, there's no double beds. The dad gets weird about that because they're not like, there's only a, you know, they're sleeping together. And he's like, well, what are your intentions with my daughter? And then at the end of the party, or at the end of that episode, he goes stand up Monica's to the, dad. Monica's cannot dad goes stand to the party. him. I cannot stand him. I can't stand. It's real. So I, I think that yes, I think I think Rishi has known for a long time that he's not ready to get married, and because he knows that that's what Monica wants, he should have should break up with her totally. I don't think the culture and this group of friends is doing them any favors, though. I think that the second that all this drama happened with his brother's girlfriend, it was over. I, I think because it showed that the family had, there's something, the family's got something, yeah. they've got a bone to pick with Monica for some reason. They don't like her. They don't like her. And they're lying to her face or something's going on. Something shady's going on. So it should have been done right then and there. Um, if I were Monica's, if I were in Monica's friend and I was, I mean, if I had any ounce of whatever, I would be like, your dad's an asshole. What are you need to like? I'm sorry, but these parents need to leave their kids alone. You think the generational trauma would kind of ease up, but no, they're all just continuing it. I feel so terrible for Monica. I do feel kind of bad for Rishi too, because I think without all of this meddling and all this bullshit from the family, from the culture, they may have been able to figure it out. But I don't think, I think it was DOA from the moment that all of this drama started. I have to, I want to tell you what I think. I think the reason that Rishi's family is weird about Monica is because of her parents. They're, they're divorced. Well, and all, I and mean, that's, and you, but tradition yes. and all of that, like they're a, they're a well-established family. You know what I mean? Like things like that. It's, it's would look bad in, even though it's accepted, you know what? I can see it just being like, maybe that's the thing. I don't know. You dude. don't know. Or I do don't you think know. It's just they don't like her or, or Monica's or, or Rishi's brother's girlfriend hates her and they like and her she's better. been there for forever. And so she's like, no, yeah. Well, she's 21. I don't think she's been there forever. You know but, what I but mean? Still, but still, if she's been for a couple of years, if she's been yeah, around no, and they love her, then she's, you know, she's, she's got the first one. dibs. Yeah. Um, I feel terrible for Monica. Monica, tell your dad to shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. I can't stand him. I also just, also when I feel like people aren't being authentically themselves and are being liars and okay. are just kind of hiding behind their children, I get a little irritated, okay. sir. You can't 
make assumptions. You have on no people. idea what I'm talking about, okay? I do, okay? This is Mad Libs. People can fill in the blanks themselves, okay? Well, I filled in my blanks with you, so I know what you're talking about. And let's let's pull the brakes on that one for a second. So, but yes, family karma. Wow, it really brings out the conversation. It does. It, it brings out the the hot topics. But no, I also want to say I appreciate you bringing some insight to Nicholas's plight. I. I, I guess I had a little bit of no, it's just eyes. no, it's it's it's. I'm glad that we are watching it and commenting on it because it's just not something we are used to in our own lives, and it's not. We haven't had to do this kind of negotiating in our in our and this kind of nuanced negotiating in our lives, like for what, like fifteen, twenty years since we came out of the closet. So, like we we both come from lucky, like we both yeah. come from good families that love and support us. So I think it's just us trying to circle the square because we just it's yeah. just we're just not something that we're we're familiar with. I mean, I that, it also I, it also activates us because it's like I justice. Feel, it's no, like and I think it, I think it's I think it's also activating me because I'm like if I because I could see my parents being like Emery's parents just like being like fully into the wedding, fully going for it, and if I had a partner. That was like, but they weren't complaining. But they weren't fully into it. You're giving them okay, a little too much, too much credit. They were okay. not. That's Nick's point. Okay. Okay. That is Nick's point. But they were they not. Went, then they went fully into it. But I like, know. I but and he, he should have addressed it with him. But like I'm. But I, I, you can't tell me you would. You watch television. You hear your partner's parents say that, and you don't go. What fucking family am I marrying into? No, I mean, yes, 100%. Yes. So that's, then you should have had the conversation back 100%. then. 100%. But let's not act like he's like, you know, well, I'm just, I just assume that they're saying this. Like, no, they got caught red-handed talking about it in the car. And yes, I, again, take a, take a grain of salt f- for the fact that they are super duper Indians from Florida who are, I think they, I think are they first generation or were they born in India? Um, I'm not sure. I think Omri, what either Omri's they're first generation, either Omri's first generation or they are like, they are fresh. So I get it, but you know, here yeah. we are, but okay. great show. I'm excited to see like the final, like the, cause we're doing vows and aunt. what's the crazy aunt, the cool, crazy aunt Terry on Terry. So oh yeah, gonna order. she's gonna uh, walk him down the aisle. So, yeah. um, I'm excited. So we'll play this game because we played this game for Vanderpump Rules back in the day, and I I think I won because I think Armin Armin said <laughs> it was over under like two years, and he said under for and Schwartz I and said, Katie for Schwartz and okay. Katie. So this I'm gonna do two couples right now. I'm doing uh. Who got married at the beginning again? Vishal uh, and Vishal Risha. Risha. And uh, Amrit and Nicholas. Over under six years for both. Um, Amrit and Nick. Over. Okay. Do you think it's going to it's gonna last? I do. Okay. Whether or not they should or shouldn't. They're just going to I don't see out. them. I see, if the, I see them staying together. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now that they're married. <laughs> it really could go either way with Vishal and Risha. I'm going to go under. Okay. Under okay. six, they're done. Because, yeah, I just, this 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 season did not do enough for me to feel good about that. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, my actually answer is flipped. I, for the, for the reason. I feel like, I'm read, I feel like Nicholas, if he's not feeling it, he's gonna be like, I'm read, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And I think he would leave. Whereas I think, Risha and oh, Vishal, I think Amrit would be, I think, forever. oh, I think Amrit would be the first one to bail. You think? Yes. See, I think it would be Nicholas. Who does Nick have? 
Well, that's the thing. Well, then, so then why is he complaining? <laughs> Sorry. God, you're the worst. <laughs> um, Omri has people to fall back on. Yeah, true. He, he, so no, he'll be, if he, if anyone were walks away, it'll be Amrit. 100%. Interesting. Well, we'll see. All right, let's move on to family karma. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, since we're on Sunday, do we want to do Potomac first part of the reunion? Yes. So part one of the reunion. Oh, uh, wow, 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 wow. Okay, there's a couple things that have come to light in this reunion. Um, oh, dear Lord. Um, okay. What do you want to start let's, with? Let's just look. Should I'm we start with to... Mia? Get that chunk Ye- out of the way? Yes. Okay, so basically what, if I heard correctly. Yes, and I think we are on the same page. Mia is on a board of directors for the joint chiropractic. There are mm-hmm. eight members, three of which are managing partners, directors yes. who have controlling say. interests and yes. say, yes, everyone else is just a vote. Right. Yes. So whether Mia is going to want some minute or not, it sounds like she and, or uh, big daddy. What's his fucking name? I can't remember, but Kurt, like uh, something with a G. G- uh, Gordon? Gordon, yeah, yeah, Gordon. Um, I I assume it was more him than her, but whatever. Um, sounds like they were spending money that they weren't supposed to be spending on their lifestyle, and they got caught. Yeah, by uh, Gordon's brothers, who are also part of the business. Mm-hmm. They forced him out of the board Mm -hmm. and took away Mia's job. So now they have no income. They are not part of the joint chiropractic anymore. I don't think, I think maybe they're just like, they're symbolic like board members, but that's it. Yeah. They don't get any income or anything. They're living off of their savings. Um, yeah, the girls were so She's con- freshly fucked. Yeah. <laughs> the girls were so confused with this concept and I was like, Mia's explaining it so well. You guys are just talking over her that you can understand. Like, obviously on a board, there's going to be people who are managing. The three brothers, Gordon and his two brothers, they decided to get in together with a bunch of investors and purchase all of these joint chiropractics. Yeah. So everyone essentially is getting income from these stores. Yeah. They were spending a little bit more. The brothers were like, not cool. This is like fraud, essentially. Like, you're like embezzling money from our company for your own situation. And so we're going to kick you out, which as two managing members and then a majority of the votes on the rest of the board, which is everyone but Mia, they're going to be bumped. I have a feeling the ladies were laughing, though, is because I imagine this is the 15th version of the story that they've heard. True, true, true. So... I think that they were just, but Ashley was following. Ashley kept saying, no, I'm following. I get yeah. it. I know what you're saying. I also think what I, Giselle shady bitch, which I would have done the same thing, even though I don't like Giselle. Giselle was very smart to be like, oh no, I'm so sorry. I was just confused because it seemed like you were embezzling and like, and it's very clearly that's exactly what happened. Yes. But I'm glad you cleared it up. <laughs> like, yeah. like it just, I don't, I, I, I kind of love it. Is that bad? I kind of obsessed that like, it's just, it, this is great. Financial cry, financial I, messiness is great fodder for housewives. So here's my thing. I just feel bad for Mia because I feel like Mia. Did Gordon, do you think Gordon screwed her? You have to look at the person who has the least. Mia's, <laughs> Mia's come up her whole life with nothing. She's had the drug addict mom. Has had terrible skin. You're such a son of a bitch. Oh my God. I mean, oh, terrible skin. That's so horrible. You're an asshole. And hey, I had terrible skin too. No, I understand but honestly, what it's like. honestly, I know you're making fun of me, but, but I'm being. From, if you let's scarcity mindset, Mia is all about, like, she's had to, she's 
had to scrape scrape and scrounge for everything. You can't get over that. I literally just turned that back on you. But it's not. You're you're right. No, I am. I'm laughing because I'm like, God, I'm a fucking poet, and I'm a I'm a scholar, and a writer of housewives lore. Shut up. Um, but yeah, Mia's Mia's fucked. Um, also, it you know my mother especially um has been waiting for Giselle to get a little bit of a smackdown mm-hmm. from all of the shit she put Candace through mm-hmm. and we're getting that. Yeah. I'm, I've got to say, I think this is the best results ever look. Does she still look like a cartoon character? Absolutely. But like, this is the hair, the, the dress, it works for her. And I loved Candace's little cookie monster moment as she called it. Oh my it. God. Well, <laughs> she's the best dress. Candace is the best dress by far. I think. Um, let's, let's go back to Ashley really but quick. real quick. I just oh. want to say, I thought Candace did a great job. Um, oh. really sticking it to Giselle still had her great quips, her great quick wit, but didn't like go too like low. Yeah. Um, like deteriorating uterus was great because she wasn't, you know, you know, she was just saying you should have been talking about your stuff and not mine. So I just thought Candace did well. I think Giselle looks like an idiot and, yeah. um, I hope this only continues in the next two parts. I cannot wait for Chris to get out of his two cents too. Oh, same. Uh, with Ashley, and Candace. So the first thing I want to talk about this with Ashley and Candace is Candace comes after Ashley because she's like, w- everyone was coming after me for having my mom help me uh-huh. pay for my house uh-huh. to get myself here. Uh-huh. And now you're doing the same thing with your husband uh-huh. and your kids are going to be set up for their lives in the future. So why were you coming up for me and my generational wealth when you guys are all doing the same? And situation? then and Ashley says, well, you best believe I'm going to have um, my, my, this, my, this house will be my son's name. And Candace is like, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Yes, that, which is what my mother did. Like it, it just, I'm just glad that these women are getting like caught with egg on their face. You oh, know what I mean? No, it just, I'm so it's honestly, Candace is rising from the flames because like all these women have just been throwing shit at her for years. And, and she like, stayed true. True. She was like, I'm not, not today. Satan, not today. Night and goals, not today. We neck. used to be like, Candace is so annoying. Candace is like just there. And we're like, Oh no, Candace has been there. She's a superstar. The whole the time. But okay. Back to Ashley. She's getting nothing. She's getting nothing. I loved <laughs> who turned and said, she should add another baby. I mean, like, Mia. And then Rama's like, but you already have two at this point. But like, at, it, it, I wanted to scream. And, but I mean, on one hand, was I surprised? No. no. I knew this was going to fucking happen to her. Especially when everyone is screaming at her, get yourself a lawyer, get yourself a lawyer, get yourself a lawyer, get yourself a forensic attorney, get a contract, like lawyer, like, please. Like if someone had just read over that once, she could have had something. I just, it's really, really fucking sad because she's only going to get money in the way of child support, which goes directly to her sons. That's it. She doesn't, she's going to have to, f- I, I just, I, ugh, I feel terrible for her. He, and he, he knew that he, he was knew doing his, that. He knew it from the beginning. He knew what he was doing this and, whole time. And it's just so sad that she's going to continue to saddle herself to this man yeah. with the house, with more financial, you know, investments, all this stuff. Oh, Ashley, like, I just want to smack her because oh. I like her so much. Like there's a lot of times when I like her, except when she comes for Candace. But I, there's a lot to like there, and I was really bummed that she and Luke can work out because. If but I don't think Ashley's gonna have an easy time being with anybody. No. I think Michael's gonna pull this shit for as long for as she everything. lives. Yeah. An hour's notice. Uh-uh. 24 hours. I'm sorry. You want to come see the kids? You give me a whole day. Yeah. You tell me I'm coming the next day. And with with the option that I can say no, no. fuck you. Oh my god, it's 
It's weird. You know, I kind of, I go, you, you, I mean, Ashley, you're a dumb dumb, but I also go, no. no. She, she was young. She had no how idea many what she was getting into. Yeah, how many men yeah. have done this to He had other. a wife before. He knows how this goes. He has kids pre- from a previous marriage. Like, he knew 100% what he was doing. He was like, I'm going to get the, the hot young thing, and then if it doesn't work out, I'll be fine. I, I'm good to go. I have an excuse. I'll make plan. sure I invest all my money with this money that is not hers. And if so that, oh, God, it's just evil. Um, I do want to, speaking of Luke, we find out that Luke was the one who kind of helped Giselle and Jason. Which I get, I'm not a big fan of Giselle right now, but Jason's hot and that's a good pair. Um, yeah. It won't last, but you know, just good for Giselle to have some fun. Yeah. It's, it's a good time for her. We'll see. I don't know. I think she's just doing it for attention. Wendy's just whatever. hanging out. Karen's just hanging out for this first one. They're not really getting too in yeah. it yet. Uh, but we'll get into it. I mean, should we talk about the rock? Let's talk about the, Robin. I mean the Robin stuff. There's nothing to talk about really, because like, I just would like to say it again. I feel like I said it last, not last week, but the week before. I just would like to say again, I think that the evidence is really piling up that we don't need Robin anymore. See, now people are saying like, Oh no, this is her. This was her play to get on to next season to make sure she had a storyline for next season. And I'm like, no, no, because this is just history repeating itself. Yeah. I don't want to hear any more about her and Juan and will they, won't they? And if they're going to make it or did he cheat, not cheat? Like, no, we're done with that. We are done with that. And all she's good for is napping and being a mouthpiece. And Anybody hats. She can make a great and hat. make a great hat. But we can find there are, that's a dime a dozen in the housewives world. We can find, I mean, the other women, we, we, the cast is so good otherwise. And I think Giselle needs, to be defenseless. Yeah. I think Giselle, I think she's on an island on her own. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, I'm ready for Chris to fucking bring the heat next week. I'm ready for him to just destroy Giselle. <laughs> I'm excited for the reunion as the rest of the reunion as well. Is it two or three parts? I think it's three parts because the third part has the additional. Oh, Robin the, stuff. Uh, the, non, yeah. the not seen footage of yeah. the interview that we already saw. <laughs> Watch Robin's life. Uh, I think that's it for part one. That's Did it we for miss part it? one. Yeah. No, and we're then, good. So where do we go now? Well, Mondays. Bumpers? Let's go to Mondays. And we've got Summer House. Okay. Summer House is good. I like Summer House. Yeah. We can um, give kind of like a where we are with the show so far. What's the new guy's name again? I don't remember the oh, new people's names. Oh, my God. Um, he's, he's Latino. Um, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say is like this was like history for the first time they had. Him uh, and Danielle. Him and Danielle were on Summer House. Yeah. Which I was like, great. We love to see it. Love the Latino rep. pride. Love the rep. Um, he's cute. Um, seems a little dull. Dull. <laughs> um, and the women, the other women are picking up on that. The blonde girl. Yeah. Um, again, he's got like the, he's <laughs> the blonde girl. I don't know her name. I just know she. Here's the thing, Cosmo. guys. We will learn their names as soon as they have given us a reason to learn their names. That's the deal. Okay, so we've got Cosmo, which is what I'm going to call the girl. She works at Cosmo. <laughs> okay. Blonde one. We've got um, really pretty eyes. Yeah. Well, got a little crazy in her eyes. She's it's 100% nice. psychopath. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got, we'll call him Marine, which is the new Latin guy. Okay. Marine Cosmo. And then there's that gorgeous black girl who's friends with, I want to call her horoscope because, because she won't date that guy. Cause he's a astrolo- cancer. Uh, the, the, I'll call her the astrologist. <laughs> um, but honestly good on her because cancer men are psychotic. Yeah. Um, and I like her. I re- she is my favorite of the new girls. Yeah. They're, they're, the three of them, I think, are going to be, they're not, like, I kind of wrote off, every year I kind of write off the new people, and I, but I haven't done that just yet with these three. They've, they're, they've got a little something going on. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I've written off uh, Cosmo and <laughs> Marine, because at this point I- So you're I, keeping Astrologer. A, the Astrologer okay. is brilliant. She is 
so fun. I got, I want to remember her name because I, it really is bugging me and I, I really do like her. So I'm like, I should really learn who she is. Um, but in the meantime, we've got, um, you know, Luke hasn't returned just yet. Uh, we finally saw a little bit of Craig, um, but we do have Paige. We do have Ciara. We do have, um, Maya. Uh, we do have Kyle. We do have Amanda. We do have, uh, Lindsay and Carl. Her, um, that's going to be the biggest point of problems this season Someone, is them. Someone posted on one of the memes. They were like, if Carl and Lindsay weren't on Summer House, would what would the house talk about? But like at the same time, I think there would be enough drama. But they are the source of all the drama right now in the house because it seems like multiple people have issues with them. The first person that has an issue with them is Maya because Maya was – and this was kind of talked about at the beginning of the episode. So they were leaving Family Feud. Maya – Carl, Lindsay, everyone who did it. Right. Maya and Carl were tight. As Carl was becoming sober, he was California sober, meaning that he would smoke weed. So he was. Yes, because Maya brings up, they were doing that all summer. Because they both weren't drinking, like they were like not drinking or whatever. So they would go and smoke. Okay. Come back or whatever. And so that was, that was interesting. Their thing and why they got so close. I still don't think that, I I was still on team Maya, but I didn't know that, that that was no because I I, I just thought that Maya had heard that he was California sober and just offered it. And then Lindsay flipped out, but no, there was like a, there was a precedent. Yeah. And they were very close last season because of so like my, even so, even if she hadn't like, they have a relationship where I felt like Maya could ask that and not be, and not be weird. But Lindsay was like, because I was sober with him. You didn't understand how that affected me and my journey and my help for him. And like, as his girlfriend, as a sober girlfriend and he's sober, you need to come to me first and like run that. And it's like, when sure enough, you know exactly what she did. She got in the car. She freaked out at Maya and went ballistic. She was like, fuck you. You're not his friend. You're not going to date him. I'm dating him. You know, you know, she went off on a tirade and said a bunch of bullshit that didn't make any sense. That was just out of left field because she just wanted, she's Lindsay. I'm sorry, but like it's, we've watched it time and time again. How many sandwiches have I made for you? She's incapable of keeping her cool. No, it's, it's insane. And when her and Maya were sitting there and having the conversation and Lindsay was just like going and going and going. You can also see her trying to be calm and be like the, the, the reasonable one. But then the, the, the the tone. And Maya, Maya just said, like, no, you're lying. You're a liar. Like, Like, don't fucking play with me. It's honestly, for me, it's watching that scene is triggering because I have had a friend like that where it's just like incessant. And it's like, no, even just because what you're saying in your feelings and like what you think, whatever, I understand that you have feelings. I understand you feel that way. But that's not the reality of the situation. No, not at all. You need to take a step back and realize that like your feelings, though they do matter, aren't the equation as a whole. There are multiple people in this situation precedents that have been laid before because you're feeling a certain way does not mean that your way is the oh, way I'm, to go. I'm the first person to be like, mm, your feelings don't fucking matter. I'm sorry. Your feelings don't fucking matter. I know people will disagree with me, but they don't because they are often wrong because we're humans and we're complex and we're stupid. But Lindsay also just doesn't have any, like um, Lindsay's either at zero or 10. She's not, she doesn't have any emotional nuance. Like she's not. No, no. And I, I'm told like the way that Kyle eventually kind of puts it all together when, you know, he pulls Carl aside after mm-hmm. Maya and Lindsay have a conversation. Kyle pulls Carl aside and go, Hey man, I want to dress the elephant in the room. I feel like there's been tension between us a month ago. You and I and the boys at lover boy talked about what you want to do and where you want to go. And it feels like for the last nine months to a year, you've been MIA and we've been waiting for a month now for you to let us know where you want to go, what you want to do, how you want to grow. 
And a month has gone by. Carl still doesn't have any answers. But what he does know is that he feels like he's being taken advantage of, not getting paid enough, and not been giving enough responsibility. And Kyle, and I thought this the second he said it, and Kyle immediately said, nothing has really changed except for the fact that you're now dating Lindsay and you're yeah. spending all your time together and now you're not living with her. I can't help but feel that she's in your ear. And he literally basically confirms that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, she's in my life. I, I'm, of course, going to run things by her. But, like, Lindsay doesn't do anything for a living anymore. All she does, I mean, she works in PR. I don't think she works in PR anymore. I think she's just an influencer. And, yeah, if she's sitting there twiddling her thumbs, not doing anything, and her boyfriend's working, and she wants all of his love and attention, of course she's going to be like, say, you work too much. She just wants them to live a life of luxury in influencer land. And so, you know. I- I agree with you. I think, and as much as I was Lindsay fan when the show started, we know I've not, I've met her a few times. Like she's, she was great. I think she's kind of teetered onto a different, I don't know. The screw that was loose is now hundred percent. It's out of the bowl. She's, like, she's literally past the point of no return as, you know, fan of the opera I saw last week. Uh, <laughs> she's past the point of no return, but no, it's, she's literally truly gone insane. And it's sad because she, it really does feel like she's, Poison Carl's mind, and, and well, his but, mind but the, is pliable right now because he's very vulnerable and very fragile. And the point he's trying to bring up to Kyle, he's like, "You don't understand how much work it is for me to show up at these events in bars as someone who's sober." I, and I sit there in my head. I'm sorry. I sit there in my head and I go, "Yes, I understand that. You're also on Summer House. Yes, <laughs> you're also dating Lindsay, Lindsay fucking Hubbard, who is." drinking again so like you don't get to pick and choose like oh this is a lover boy situation i feel uncomfortable here so i need to get more money yeah and like you also you also in the same breath talk about how it's a point of like ego for you to, to not to, to, to no it's a point of, it's a point of ego for you to to be the face to be yes he wants that's what he wants so, and he's like oh, ask the face i should get more money it's like but you're not it's not lover boy with Carl. no Rackie. and and again you are vp of sales and a, a role that we're just now kind of understanding Kyle created for you and built a team well, around him to, to, so, to elevate him and support him. So with, so I, to defend call a little bit, he was in sales his entire life and he had been fired from multiple jobs because of, he wasn't able to hit his sales quota because right. he was partying super hard right. and doing all this right. stuff. Cut to lover boy happens. They do it together. He's like, why don't you be VP of sales? That's, a title. You know what I mean? He just has to basically keep up the relationships with the distributors, make sure like, it's not hard. You literally are like, okay, what is your order for this month? Okay. Let's get you a couple more things. And again, if you want to grow or you want to change or you want something that's fine, but like you as an adult need to sit down and in a fucking email, articulate your goals and not in these like, hyperbolic lofty like i want to grow and change and and bloom but but at the end of the day like (laughs) like his job is so so easy that like like i hate to be like it but like yeah vp of sales he makes relationships makes connections has the meetings get things but it's really his sales team that is the one making the calls doing the form so like what the hell is he doing exactly nothing he he just and that's the thing is like i you know i wish kyle wouldn't get get drunk while he did this but like i'm i totally get where kyle's coming from you know i i built my friend up i gave him this 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 
I gave him this opportunity when, like, quite frankly, we're going to keep score and talk about this shit now. I'm going to have to bring up the fact that he was unhirable on paper and that I had to make some serious concessions yes. to get, make him what... And I, I, we really fucking helped him out. Yes. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like we didn't, okay? So... In return, all we ask is a modicum of, of fucking respect. Like exactly. if you want to make a change, you have to have enough respect to go, hey, I want to move on. I'm going to put in my notice and I'm going to move on. Because as Kyle said, Carl leaves and the company won't feel a fucking thing. But what they will feel is the respect and love from you that you've decided, oh, I've, I, I think I need to take what I've learned here and move on. Yeah. Or I've, I'm starting a new life with my, with my, my future wife and I'm going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But. I think when you have an earpiece like Lindsay just fucking yakking in your ear all the time and she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's only yelled and screamed her way through every fucking negotiation meeting I'm sure she's ever had with her salary. So she's just like, oh no, you need to muscle. You need to muscle through. You need to like go back and you need to fucking fight. It's like, are you forgetting the cow is your best friend in the whole world and that he saved your life on multiple occasions? Um, And then jumping off of this, I feel bad for Danielle because I like oh Danielle I love her but she's a dumb dumb no right now like no I agree it it made me so mad because I'm like Danielle you're defending people who don't even give two shits about you no and they and and you don't even know what's happening you don't know the inner machinations of Loverboy you yeah, don't so that's the thing is like I I I Kyle said some things he shouldn't have said he shouldn't have brought up the coke stuff totally like, I think he that was, was strong, a little bad I've bad, bad bad but everything you saying was a hundred percent valid and a hundred percent true. Lin- or Danielle does not know anything about Loverboy to speak on it. Yeah, she knows business X, Y, Z, but at- and she knows everyone in the the Finally conversation. supporting your friends, guys, is not something you should do. No, just literally <laughs> talk to Schwartz and Randall. But I just want to say that I feel like, I- and I'm going to say it, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like Lindsay's friendship is transactional. Her relationships with people are transactional. If she can't get something from you that benefits her, bye. 100%. And I think that's what's going to happen with Danielle. Danielle. The transaction she gets from Danielle is the blind support. I think when Danielle starts to say, you and Carl are going to get engaged, maybe we need to think about this for a second. Let's slow down. She's not blindly supporting her anymore. Her her worth to, to Lindsay is gone. Oh, 100%. And I think that's what's going to happen, and that's what we're going to see. And it makes me so mad that she's blindly defending them right now. It sounds like no one is cool with Lindsay and Carl right now in the entire cast. It seems like everyone hates them. Well, and this is also backing up, though, what we've been hearing off camera for months now. Like, there have been, and, and it really blew up at BravoCon, but people have been running into Carl and Lindsay out in the wild. And people, some and people, people say are good. saying flat out that Lindsay's not a nice person to be around and she's not good company. I mean, when she's on, she's on. I have to say, when I, when I interviewed Lindsay years ago, she was the nicest person. She invited me into her home, had wine ready, like invited me out that night. I didn't go out, but like, Totally had the doors open. I don't know what's happened in the past couple of years. Well, reality TV, that's what's happened. But, like, it is, it's sad to see that, like, someone has just fully, like, delved into the darkest part of themselves and become the villain on a and show. And be like, take it or leave it. And it's yeah, like, Yeah, and it's like, it works, but it also doesn't work. And it's yeah. like, you're also a real person. Yeah. And, like, it's, and that's why reality TV is so hard is because it's so hard to portray who you are 
in a, in a realistic way. Well, yeah, because the phenomena of putting a camera in front of it changes it. You know, it's like it, it, there's always going to be something about it that's not fully dropped in because the phenomenon of having it being filmed changes it. But I have to say, I have to say, I think maybe that that's that's because that's if Lindsay knows what's going on, because at the same time, like my experience you after, the, the, for, you, after the first 30 minutes you forget everything you forget. And I wasn't even drinking. I was completely sober. You forget the mics on, you forget the cameras are on you because, and once you do it day after day, after day, after day, it's like, this is my life. Totally. Like you totally. don't even recognize them anymore, but it almost feels like she's just been possessed. I don't know. By yeah, this character. It's, it's, it, yes. Yes. It feels like a character. Um, and yeah, just, I, the way, like, the way Ciara and Paige and Amanda, like Maya, they're all, everyone really is trying to stay away from her. Like mm-hmm. ener- energetically speaking, like no one is going out of their way to deal with her and, except for Maya because they had a conflict recently. <laughs> but like, it's, 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 bad. it's uncomfortable. But like, I, I feel like that one, they even said it on Watch What Happens Live when Maya and Kyle were guests this past week. It's, it's, it sounds like the reunion is everyone versus, them Carl and Lindsay but it feels like it's mostly versus Lindsay I feel like people are I feel I feel like people want to tell Carl to pack Get out. up his bags and run but they can't I I agree uh before we move on from Summer House because I think we've hit it all I just want to say I'm bestowing an honor on one of the cast members because I think she deserves it okay I'm giving a name to the astrologist her name is Gabby <laughs> the other two I have their names here. the other two I have their names here not giving you their names. They don't deserve it yet. Oh, okay. 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 But I do have their names. Okay. Great. But they will continue to be Marine and Cosmo okay, until and Cosmo. They, they show me. I show me like their fairies worthy. from Fairly Odd Parents. They are Marine and Cosmo. Um. Okay. So Summer House is great. Glad it's back. Shall we move to Van? No, Jersey. Yes. Tuesday's Jersey night. Okay. Jersey. Okay. Wow. 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 wow, wow. I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to keep watching Jersey anymore. You, we've been having so many conversations outside of literally, I hate to say it, <laughs> we'll be walking down the street and you're like, you know, it's just so interesting to me that Teresa, or like, I know it's just like, my priorities are so out of whack. It's like, Oh God, like, you know, like that, that I, I really, I'm praying for the people in East Palestine and Ohio, like that, that train derailment was terrible. Also, Jersey, I don't know if we need it anymore. It's like, I'm like, my, it's really, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Because, at, like, the, let's just call a spade a spade. Joe Gorga and Teresa Giudice are two sides of the same coin. And it's like, we're never, ever, ever, ever going to get a, a resolution. resolution. No, ever, We're ever. never, ever going to get one. Not for Melissa, not for Joe, not for Teresa. No one's ever going to get a solution, right? No. Teresa finally has her dream man, and it's we're gonna watch her dream wedding with her crazy fucking dream hair <laughs> in a couple weeks. That's it. Teresa's out of prison. She found the, a new love of her life. Her kids are grown. Everyone's good. Her story's done. Melissa and Joe, they couldn't make it work with Teresa. They've got kids that are about to grow up. They're done too. Yeah. We've got 
the two new girls, we've got Jackie, we've got Margaret, we've got, and we've got people in the back catalog that we can bring back. I think Caroline Manzo can bring, can come. I just think that the, the Judice Manz, sorry, the Judice Gorga um, storyline is dead. It's dead. I can't keep watching them fight over the same shit over and over and over again. Every single year, it's the same crap. If I swear to God, if I hear one more person, like, bring up the fact that Joe and Melissa came on the show back 20 fucking years ago. I'm like, I can't, I can't hear it anymore. They, they've hated each other since the beginning and it's never, unless they literally get a fucking archeologist and go back and dig up all of that stuff and deal with it. What? <laughs> because we thought we thought, okay, remember we, we all thought no, I'm that sorry. Joe, get an archeologist and dig up that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm telling you get Indy, get Indy Jones out here Get his daughter out here. Get Phoebe Waller-Bridge out here. Let's That's do some his goddaughter. He doesn't have a daughter. Oh, uh, okay, whatever. Maybe if you watch the rest of the movies with me, like I asked, you would know that. Well, maybe, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> but like we thought like, okay, when Joe Dudice is out of the picture, Gorg, George Gorga and Teresa, they will f- they'll figure it out. They'll reunite. No. Nope. Didn't happen. Oh, well, oh <laughs> when Teresa gets remarried and finds love again, they'll be fine. Nope. I Okay. When Melissa and Teresa make peace and, and get along as much as they can. What was that, one season? Nope. Yeah, it's never going to end. But I think I also, I, I mean, I know it's getting frustrating for us, but that is, pe- the people just, there are people who, that's the only reason they watch Jersey, is to watch these two families fight. I have faith that Dolores and Caroline Manzo, I, I feel like we have other women, and women we haven't even met yet, like Daniela and that other Rachel. new girl. They're delightful. Well, I... I Danielle's kind of like a mini Teresa. Well, so I saw something on like, I think it was like on Bravo or something, but like the way that they're like marketing Danielle and Rachel, they're like the new like Emily and Gina of like, you know what I mean? It's like these two, it's they're the next dynamic duo and they're both young. They're the same age. You've got the Teresa, you've got Rachel who's a little bit more level headed. It's got, they did really good casting with those two. And by the way, did you know that Danielle was on True Life? I'm a Staten Island princess. Yes, 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 yes. She was the one trying to be an actress. Yes, I remember. I didn't watch that show, but I remember, I vaguely remember her being on it. Oh, I I, Because her face is still the same. same, I, I loved, I wanted to be on True Life so bad. Um, and like I, 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 when I think about the other women, I think they have a lot of there there. Like I think that I, I love this Dolores love triangle going on with Polly and Frankie. Um, Frank's it's so fun body. to watch Frank freak the fuck out. It's also terrifying to watch Frank's disfigured oh my God. body. Frank, 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 you have to go to the doctor. Like, and I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful mean. or mean, but like something you, you need to go to the doctor and, 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 and get on a diet plan because like you've, you've done so much damage to your body in, 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 in way of steroids and performance enhancement. Like anyone with two eyes and a brain can see that that's what you've done to yourself. Like, Oh my God, Frank, we love you. Please get some help, get some help because like, why, like that's not must that's 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 not well so if you do too many like weighted sit-ups and you you can actually tear your abdominal muscle and it will distend like that so that's from like over working out because i knew someone who had like a like a fat stomach and they're like it will never go away because i literally but and but i I can imagine all the other shit he's taking isn't helping no it's also bloating and yeah yeah oh it's so bad but yeah um i'm I'm team dolores i think that polly's great i I think that 
the men are just upset because Dolores finally found a guy that really loves her and treats her like the way she should be treated. And the reason why Frank loved David is because David was a fucking ghost who didn't do didn't anything, do anything, literally and, and figuratively a boo-boo ghost and didn't do anything and wasn't threatening to Frank at all. Became one of Frank's best friends. Polly is the kind of guy that Dolores could be with for the rest of her life. And Frank knows it. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, by the way, to go back to the Melissa and Teresa and Joe for a second. Like, I'm not saying that Melissa and Joe are fucking perfect. I'm really not. They've done stuff. No one's perfect. If you come on a reality show like this, you're not a fucking angel. But like, I just think that I think Teresa. I personally believe that Teresa has a lot more to answer for than Melissa and Joe do. If you're gonna really stack up like both resumes of for, of wrongdoings, I just feel like Teresa has more to answer for. And just watching Louis so quickly infiltrate her life and change her mind. I don't and trust him. I don't trust him at all. Like on one hand, some of the things I'm seeing Teresa do, I'm like, oh wow, these are actually kind of healthy habits. They kind of freak me out that she's actually practicing these because like, is it real? Is it not? And then to watch him poison her mind so quickly against her brother and Melissa, like so quickly when if you're going to compare them to the rest of the group, I don't think that they were the ones that were going after Louie as much as the other women were at no. all. I, I, it just shows how much Teresa has it out for Melissa. But Louis, uh-uh. He freaks me out. It really makes me sad seeing the girls talk. Like, that's what makes me the, mo- the most sad. Is like, I don't see the Gorga kids talking shit on camera about Teresa. The Gorga, the the Judice girls are talking mad shit about Joe. There's on also, camera. There's also a major age difference between those kids. You have to think, like, Melissa's kids are like just middle school and high school. Whereas like Melania is like 18 and like Gia is like 21, 22. I, like, I think, I think they feel like they're adults in this situation. But so I, that's but why they're I'm, talking. Can I be honest poorly. with you though? I also probably Melissa and Joe said, don't you fucking say a word about your cousins ever, oh, yeah. 100%. ever, ever, yeah. ever. I do not believe that Teresa had, has the same. No, she doesn't. Words for question. One piece of news we did not bring up. Oh, was them? Yeah. So, for those of you who didn't catch this, which you might not have, um, Joe Judice and Joe Gorga ran into each other in the Bahamas. In the Bahamas, shared like a laugh and a hug and a brief conversation, and it was shared on Instagram by Joe Gorga. Uh, Gia Judice immediately got on social media, called Joe Gorga an opportunist, a fake, a phony, and a liar saying that he could have had all saying he had all this time to make up with Joe Judice and didn't wait. He waited until the camera was rolling. Melissa hopped in, which apparently she was supposed to hop in as Joe, but hopped in (laughs) as herself and said, honestly, this was not a bad thing. This was actually an, it was a a very shocking and nice moment. Like don't make this. Yeah. Something bigger than it is. What do you think? I think everyone is putting on a little act. Like, let's be real. I don't believe that Melissa and Joe are these angels that are really trying to make amends with the family. I don't think Teresa is actually doing work on herself with Louie. I don't think, you know, I think honestly the only piece of person who's being real right now is Gia because Gia's like, I'm pissed. And because my mom told me what this is, this is what I'm pissed about because that's her reality. These other people are just like, I don't, I don't trust either family. I think both of them are putting on a facade of what they think everyone wants to see. Because are we really, because like, honestly, Eddie, are we really going to sit here and watch the same fight? I thought, see, that's the thing. I'm so or bored Or do you it. get rid of like, I'm sorry, you can't, like, I can't, 
I, I don't want to watch Teresa without Joe Gorga and kind of vice versa, but I don't want to watch this anymore. I don't. See, I could watch Teresa without Joe and Melissa. I would, if I had to choose, I would let Melissa but and Joe But then think go. about, you don't want to see Joe Gorga and all the boys. I love the, me- the, the house husbands. No, but not as in much. In this city, but they're then, a big part of the story. But also, like, I don't think Melissa has a squad. You're right. No, you're. It's well, Teresa's show. It's all of her. It's all of her connections. But again, it's only like she's only friends with Jennifer and Dolor. Well, Dolores is a long time. Dolores, long time friend. But she's only friends with Jennifer insofar as as long as Jennifer keeps playing puppet. Yeah. As long as Jen keeps doing exactly what Teresa wants, again, when Ter- you stop, she's, um, you know, who are we just talking about that does this? Like, if you stop, uh, uh, fucking Lindsay Hubbard. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you stop serving her end game, you're dead to her. Yeah. Teresa, you're right. I'm sorry, but Teresa is like that. Unless you, uh, I'm, I'm, since the very beginning of the show, if you did not serve Teresa's end game, you're dead. You're cut. You swim with the fishes. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you're right. So, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. I'm Like I said, I'm loving the new girls. I think they're great. This is a solid season so far. Um, so far, so good. I'm really, really pleased. Um, but there's a lot of questions that need to be answered as to the future of this city. We will We will know. We will find out. Um, okay. We still have two shows. <laughs> I know. Um, let's, what, what do we do next? Okay. Let's just keep going down the week. Wednesday? Vanderpump Rules. Okay. Wow. Can okay. I just fucking talk about how happy I am that it's back on the so air? So I was sent this to you today because you know how we did, I mean, and we did it a couple times, a watch through of Vanderpump Rules season to season. You did it once. I did it three or four times. I did it like twice. Okay, bye. <laughs> Danny Pellegrino has also been watching all of the old seasons as well. Oh my God. And I wanted to actually read you what he said. Cause I thought it was almost exactly what you were telling me in regards to what rewatching the season. So he said, the last couple of seasons have clouded perception, but rewatching pump rules from the beginning is a reminder that it's one of the greatest reality shows of all time. hundred percent. Every episode is jam packed. So many storylines threads happening at once. Perfect TV. I'm wrapping up season four and it hasn't slowed down in the slightest. The way they were able to keep that pace up for five plus years is incredible. The new season has been great so far and I'm so happy Bravo stuck with it through the lizard funeral years. <laughs> rest in, well, I'm going to say just rest in peace dog. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it, it really is so freaking good and yeah, rewatching it. Like we've already, so I'll just briefly just reiterate like Tom and Ariana, even though they've, they, you know, they make some mistakes here and there, but they're, they really, Really are on the right side of history for the most part. I, I'm um, telling you, he's my favorite person. Saucy season one, was she pretty nasty? Yes. But does that get shaken off pretty quick in season two? Yes. And does she really emerge as like one of the best characters on that show who really doesn't do a lot to like uh, upset people? 100%. I think I think Saucy was over, over dramatized as the villain because she really isn't. Jax and Kristen are the devil incarnate. Like, just pure, just rotting hell lives inside of both of them. Uh, Lala and James are amazing, and I'm so glad that we're hopefully finally getting to their love blossoming because rewatch, and it's all there, guys. Their yeah. love is all there. I, and I agree with that. I agree with that. But 
Ah, oh, James Kennedy is so I he's back. I'm back to hating him again this season and in everything. Won't you admit though? Let's get into it. That won't you admit though that like compared to how he used to be, yes, he's still rude. He's still a little brash. He's not. He, he can be cutting, but don't you think he's like a lot better? He's not as like he eventually gets to the point where he's being kind of a dick, but he doesn't start. Right off the bat. Well, I think he's evolved in the sense that he's gone from dick to douche. In the sense that uh, okay, he's not—he's not a punk anymore. <laughs> he's not getting drunk and fighting and starting the fights, but he's getting drunk and being like, "You're fucking beneath me." Like, I'm James Kennedy. I'm gonna do this. I'm better than you. I'm sober, but not only when I want to be. Like, no, you're not better than anyone. No, you're totally right. You're and totally right. He's just—it's literally, yeah. He's drinking again, but now he knows I can't be. A little punk because I'll get kicked out of my job, but I can get drunk and I can still be an asshole. Yeah, I don't think this. I think that this, um, the stint of like, oh, I can just have one or two and be fine. Give it a year and that's gonna be. Give it three. Give it yeah, the end of this yeah, season. Yeah, it's gonna be. He, like, the reason why I think he still might have a handle on it is because he was just on Watch What Happens Live and he doesn't look any. He doesn't look like he's been weared down by a rough season. You know what I'm saying? So I think I don't. Well, I think it's still coming, but I think he's. You know, people got money now. They've got Botox yeah, and true. facials, it's and true. he lives in it's Los true. Angeles. It's true. Like that's the thing. And he was completely crossfaded on that on that episode of Watch What Happens Live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. His he was. eyes. You could tell he was stoned, but then he was also drinking, and he was incredibly rude, even to the point where like Iggy Azalea was like shocked by the things he was saying like i don't know if he was rude i think that he like he was very d- dismissive of people of people's thoughts of people's situations he was the way he talked about raquel well and the way he was how he had andy in stitches so i was just i thought it was funny well okay actually though speaking of raquel uh, yes i that sucks to to sort of finally know what you've already what you've known all along well, yeah that, like lala and james you know i i totally get that that sucks I am also though with I am I did kind of get where James was coming from being like, what do you want me to say? Like, yeah. like I I'm sorry. It, I it sucks. I know that's but like at the same time it's like I don't want to rehash. Like we're getting to a place. Like so I I I got both sides of that moment. But I also but at the same time and the doggy. I and I don't the I, little doggy. I love that dog. That's my perfect. That's my dream dog. I know it's your dream that's dog. My dream dog. But back to James, because I know you're trying to distract me because I'm about to go on him. I'm deflecting like he does. I know. Remember, he deflects, so she I'm kept deflecting. Raquel kept saying, like, you're just, just not deflecting. She was trying to say something. Dis- Deferring. Yeah, no. No. Oh, what was it? It was um not disregard, Distill? but it was just dis- disingenuous. You're, you're disingenuing. Digressing. You're, you're digressing, digressing the conversation. You're digressing like, the conversation. I was like, okay. what? I don't think that makes sense. But don't digress, James. That would exactly, be more appropriate. Yes. You're digressing. I don't know. But... Like if if James had a good one single good bone in his body, all he said was, all he needed to say was, Raquel, I'm sorry I never told you that was really shitty of me. I did love you the years that we did, but I made this mistake. I hope you can forgive me. No, totally, totally. Not, it wasn't matter. <laughs> you want to bring this up now? Yeah. No, I'm, totally. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Totally. I've never been in love like totally. before with her. The, the overselling of how happy he is and the love of my life. This girl, she seems <laughs> very sweet, but no, absolutely not. She needs to talk take about a walk. Oppor- opportunities. She, yeah, talk about, yeah, no. <laughs> Again, I'm just waiting for the Lala and James of it all to kind of come to fruition. Um, okay. Sheena. 
Um, you know, we're, we are for them. We are a justice for Sheena podcast. We are. We are. However, okay, she's a producer. Yes, thank you so much. We are. We're now entering. She's entering her Rena face. Where she's entering her Rena years. Uh, we we're getting at least the Rena here. Um. I smelled producing the second she asked Schwartz to come and be on the pod. And then you were like, wait till the end. Let's get through the episode because I have, there's a theory floating around that you thought was cooking. And like, let me see if you think it's true. And I agree with you. Okay. So the theory is basically the whole drama right now going on is between Katie, Sheena, Tom (laughs) Schwartz and Raquel. There was a rumor back at Coachella that Schwartz and Raquel had made out. That didn't happen because Schwartz wasn't at Coachella at the time. But there could have possibly been a rumor that something happened between them. Around that time. Around that time. Now, Sheena and Katie were in Vegas together. And I guess Sheena brought this up. This Sheena and Katie were talking about this. And Katie was drunk and was like, I, I you know, they'd be great for each other. I hope that they find, I hope that Schwartz finds love. Right. Kind of being like, obviously... If you're in that situation, you're not going to be like, what the what Well, what, what Katie clarifies yes. is that Sheena had brought up the idea. Katie had only heard Sheena bring up the idea of Schwartz dating again, to which Katie responded, I hope one day, yes, that yes. he does because Schwartz needs to find love. Blah, blah, blah. Sheena, though, goes and decides to conflate that to mean that Katie would give permission so that's for Raquel to possibly date or make out with. Well, that's what Sheena is saying. Yes. So the the theory is, and this is, I think we both believe this, is that something happened between Raquel and Schwartz. Yes. And Sheena's trying to be a good, a, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, good friend and try to get ahead of it. So, yes, she's trying to like be like, okay, if you guys want to get together, then we need to lay the tracks to make this okay. So yes. come on my podcast. Let's bring it up. Let's see what Katie's temperature is on this. Let's see if we can move it to the next. So, Cause the way even Raquel doesn't respond. And then she's like, they're like, she almost is ready to say something about like, Oh, like me and Schwartz. Like it almost is like, she's going to like reveal what happened with her and Schwartz at dinner. Yeah. And then Lala goes, Oh, is she, she looks at her and she's like, Oh, is she telling you the same thing? She goes, Oh yeah, she's telling me the same thing. When I'm like, "That's a lie." It was so poker face. It like, was it's so <laughs> weird. And, well, and you kind of see Katie and Lala. Yeah, you see their antennas go up, being like, "Oh my god," and because I mean, I'm sorry, like <laughs> Raquel, sweet girl, and I I do like her, but like, I mean. I, I could have guessed that she was one of the worst liars on the face of the planet without even having to like know I mean, that about her. I mean, she's gotten better with all the filler, but totally because she can't move it. She can't but move it. I mean, you could, t- I mean, she was looked so fucking guilty. Yes. And like, you can tell again on, on like, like, like a moron is trying to like put out a couple of pebbles. Like, well, he's nice. He's I would, I would, I would, ne- I would never, I would never, but <laughs> it's kind of cute, but that would never happen. No, like it was just—it was just very weird. And Lala was pretty quick to be like, "Um, yeah, I'd be pretty fucked up. I would never do that. I would probably murder someone who did that." Like, in what war? I I don't understand. And like, Katie's like doing better, but do we forget that Katie is also like can cut your throat in two seconds and fucking eviscerate you? Yeah, and we got a little glimpse of it. Like, not forget Katie can come for you. So why? I love what she was like. I'm gonna have Sheena. Sheena's gonna fucking. 
like what is she she basically was like she's gonna die and i'm gonna smile is basically yeah. what she said to lala over the phone she's very cold i would have been very mad at sheena too i mean yeah because it's like it's like you are being a shitty person and i think that katie was right to be like are you kidding me if back when you and shay got divorced if i grabbed one of my friends and uh, you would have been ballistic yeah lost your fucking that mind was, that was that point was the nail in the coffin yeah. for me because I was like, if Katie would have pulled any oh, of this, Sheena would Sheena, have lit herself on fire. Yeah, it would have been the end of the world. But yeah, is there what else do we need to talk about in Vanderpump? Nothing. Rules? Ariana and and Schwartz or Ariana and Tom are fine. We um well we do have a a, a performance at in Agora Hills <sighs> for his new band, which we love. Which and we love. We saw them in person. Side we, note: Yes, his new song that he was like scene for James whatever in the room that's called Superstars and it comes out March 1st so make sure you guys oh listen to Orig- original Sandoval. single I'm so excited um, so yeah uh, it's it's great I you know I, I know we're jumping the gun because we were, we're we're nowhere near uh, the end of the season but I really want to start putting out the vibes now that Stassi Schroeder will return. Um, I want to do the same thing. She was in New York City this weekend for, mm-hmm. uh, I believe it was for a birthday of one of her influencer friends. I think it was Taylor. Schreiber's but she and birthday. Lala still spend time together and have play dates. And well, that that was I was watching, like Ocean and uh, Har- um, what's Harper. her name? Har- 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 Harlow Harper. Harper. Yeah, it's Harper. We'll have to look into this. <laughs> uh, but like, well, that's the thing is all the kids play together. Sheena's daughter Ocean and or no, Lala's daughter Ocean and Sheena's daughter Summer are best, best, yeah. best friends. They're like, they're the closest in age because they were born like right after each other. Well, and you can tell even when like other people aren't cool with Sheena, Lala's like, Sheena and I are cool. She's like, me and Sheena me are and good. Sheena, we're She's good. like, that's my, that's my baby girl's best friend. We're like, good. we're going to be tight. We're, we're fine. We're fine. Um, so yeah, I'm putting out there that Stassi will return soon and Bo will return. It's just a very good group. I feel like they could use her though, just to elevate it more. Um, but yeah, I love the show. It's it's time to get old. So do I. Okay. Okay. One more show. Um, Miami. Miami. Okay. Adriana. Adriana. Is the worst person (laughs) in the entire world. I mean... To, not to mention, like, yeah, like not like not only has she alienated all of those women, but the viewers, like, w- the viewers love Alexia, and more than Alexia, we love Frankie. We love Frankie, obsessed with Frankie. Like, I, my my blood boiled when Adriana Same. was not fucking getting it and was equating her bruise to a, a life threatening. Like life changing accident. Yes. I, 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 and I, I feel I feel bad for Gertie and Nicole trying to fucking knock on the door and see yeah. if anyone was home because I, I they're the hosts and they have to keep it together. But like, uh, oh, it was like a Ramona. It was Ramona. Singer. It was it was bad. And she just and the thing is, is Alexia was like, it would have been fine if she would have been like, I shouldn't have said that. That was like, whoa, hello, I can't believe I, I said that. I, that was not cool. But she doubled down and tripled down and quadrupled down. And then she doesn't want to apologize because she's embarrassed. And it's like, girl. Swallow your pride. Exactly. Get over yourself. This is, this is big news. So because of this, <laughs> they decide to split their dinner into two tables, which are right across from each other. At Separated by a, a small little planter. It's literally <laughs> a like a single palm frond that is splitting these two people. Uh. And, you know... 
Adriana's in the wheelchair and her foot is wrapped. But and I'm just going to kip for a second and just cut to the end of the party <laughs> of the dinner. And she is the uh, some kind of big band comes in and she's up swaying and then lifts her foot a little bit and then is swaying on one leg and then puts her leg down and is just bouncing on the ankle. And let me tell you from experience, I <laughs> actually almost broke my ankle into a million pieces two weeks ago. Yes. Could I even think no. about doing that? No. Not even a little bit. Not Could even, I even walk? No. And it, and if if you f- would forget for even a split second, your body would remind you immediately with a good shot of pain in your ankle. Yes. I and was oh, literally just, yeah. And I just love Larissa just looking at her and going, you're fine. Yeah, she literally looked up. She's like, you're not fine. And, <laughs> and freaking Arjuna goes, shut it. Yeah. <laughs> and Fiona's just like, just stop. <laughs> She's like, like, shut up. Like, what? It's so good. And again, I God, Gertie and Nicole probably, I imagine we will watch next episode and they will wake up so Throwing hungover. Up. They, poor girls, had to drink twice as much. Oh, my God. Again, another reason why I think Julia is such a dull dud, the fact that she orders vodka shots. I'm sorry. Well, she's Russian. That's like case in point. Case in point. Boring hey, little Russian girl. I'm no. lucky that I'm Mexican and I can order tequila and be like, that's that's the blood of my people. But um, aren't we rebranding? Remember, we're rebranding vodka. It's now key. It's now the Kiev mule. Remember, we're rebranding. We don't equate. Okay. Russia with vodka. Screw Russia. Up. Vodka is from Russia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving Tea on. Tea and vodka. Um, but yeah. Uh, Julia is boring. Adriana sucks. But... Those girls can get, like, you know, Marisol and Alexia and Larsa are a very dangerous trio because they can get really mm-hmm. biting. But I think Adriana needed that this time. She didn't. She needs to get she, her hands slapped. She, yeah, she doesn't. She's, yeah, she just doesn't get it. It's a great trip. They thought it was a disaster, but I thought it was a great trip. It was so much fun. Um, But we're nearing the end, right? Like, we're near the end of the season. I think so. I what did you think of the final cut of Adriana's um, music video? I loved it. I actually loved the song. The music is actually pretty. Like, Miami's hot, 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 Yeah. Fuego is fire. Yeah. I, like, love the song. Like, it's pretty great. Like, I wish someone else did it. I mean, I mean, if I just ignore that as Adriana, like, you can't. But again, it's not, it's not, like, if you, again, in the echelon of Housewives singles, it's not bad. It's, it's up there. You know my favorite is Google Me by Kim Zolciak Beerman, but that's right. The worst one is the Brandy Glanville one, which came yes, out. one. Well, not the best one. The, I mean, Candace has the best music, obviously. Oh no, yeah, her and Candy for um, sure. Uh, my personal favorite is Google Me. By um, Kim. but yeah, this, this, uh, you know, um, oh, I guess the only other thing would be that I just wanted to say, like, I understand she's in a very difficult position, but Lenny's mom, I really hope she is able to stay on Lisa's side. Lisa's side. Because to throw... The parties. To throw Lisa's marriage in her face as like, well, this is kind of why Lenny's doing this and why he's... It's like, no, 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 no. Like, I understand, like, you need to, like, your ego, like, you kind of have to find a way to, like, make what Lenny's doing okay because he's an extension of you and he's your son. Like, yeah, you feel shame by extension. Like, I get it, but, like... Let's make no mistake. Your son's garbage and he's ruining his life and my life and our kids' lives. So let's not yeah. let's not forget that, <gasps> shall we? I forgot to say. Good to see Leah Black on my television <gasps> screen. Leah Black. She was I mean, and she gave good advice. She was just as stern 
and as strong as she's always been. Wow. You can tell she was like, miss me. You can yeah. tell she was like, wouldn't be bad if I was back on the show. Loved her just like having her products there being like, yeah, this is my product. But good for her you. though for saying like, are you going to get back with him? The answer is hell no. Yeah. Like let's re let's reaffirm that. Yeah. Because like with people like fucking Ashley Darby, you know, you got to remind these people their worth. I mean, and that they don't deserve horrible men like this, treating them this way. And again, I get it. We both have been in situations where like you forget like what something is supposed to look like and you need a friend to go, Hey, you shouldn't be treated this way. This is not good. Like we've both been there. So I get it. But like, Ooh, you need friends like Leah black, man. True. <laughs> Me. I was about to be like, well, you have to think of it from Lisa's. Point of view. Lisa, the, Lisa's the one with the least. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that to you. Oh my God. Okay. We really have to wrap it up. It's literally been almost an hour and a half. Um, but like I'm in a great place with Bravo. They're really, they're delivering right now. And I, I, I I thank them. So do I. All right. If you guys aren't subscribed, subscribe wherever you're listening to, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google play music, iTunes, or Spotify. We're on social media as well by searching at hot and Bravo. And I actually had a comedy show <gasps> last night. Yes, you did. At the yeah. Queer Comedy Festival, the Yoss Festival in Midtown Manhattan. Eddie was so funny, so proud of him. Stay tuned um, because there's well, just going to be more shows to come. I'm just I really was, proud of him. What I, well, thank you so much. Yeah. I was going to say, if you missed the show, I actually have another <laughs> show uh, coming in March. March 11th, I'll be at the Westside Comedy Club. Uh, new talent showcase. Uh, you can go to Westside Comedy Club to look for tickets. That is on the Upper West Side in Manhattan. Yes, uh, near the seventies. Just giving people just let people it. know in Manhattan yeah. where it is. Well, because if they Google it, because I'm sure there's like a West Comedy Side yeah. West Side Comedy Club. There's a Side West. It's underneath Playa Betty's. Oh, there we go. The there one go. under Playa Betty's. That'll, yes. that'll be helpful. Um, but yeah, and we'll see you next time. Happy Bravo, everyone. Bye. <laughs>